This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 221. This episode is brought to you by unitstudy.com. If you're looking for really engaging unit studies about pretty much any topic you could think of, and especially unit studies that you could use with multiple ages together, then you're going to want to check out the weekly specials at unitstudy.com. They always have awesome titles on sale, usually to coincide with like an upcoming holiday or a season of the year. If you want to find these weekly specials, go directly to 41more.com forward slash unit study. Hello and welcome to episode 221. Of course, the show notes are at 41more.com forward slash 221. Today, let's chat about how to balance homeschool life with family and work. I know homeschool parents, we wear so many hats. There are so many things on our daily schedules, our weekly schedules, and the more kids we have in the mix, the crazier it seems to get. And it really can be a challenge to keep a healthy balance. So in this episode, let's chat about actionable strategies that will take the overwhelm out of the daily juggling act that we all try to do. The first thing that I need to tell myself and you all is wherever you are, be all there. Multitasking is not your friend. If you start to multitask while you're supposed to be homeschooling, most likely things are not going to go well. This is not to say you can't be in the kitchen prepping lunch or doing something while you're really close to the kids who are at the kitchen table so you can run over and help them as needed. But if you're trying to like do some big projects or you're really trying to focus on your work while your kids are doing homeschool, it's just not a good recipe. (laughs) You really do need to be all there. Now, alongside of this, you realize that if you're not doing school at home, you know that homeschooling is much more efficient and it shouldn't take all day for you. So you really should have plenty of time during the day, even if you have lots of kids, because you're working yourself out of a job as your kids get older. As they get older, they increase in their independence and they don't need you as much. You become a different kind of homeschool parent instead of being the teacher of everything, which is what has to happen at the younger ages. You become the mentor, the coach, the curriculum um, coordinator, so to speak. So you are working yourself out of a job. So if you have lots of kids, uh, hypothetically, several of them would be older and they would be gaining more independence. And of course, the younger kids take more from you, but their school doesn't take long at all. You can do kindergarten and first grade in way less than an hour a day. I mean, maybe 30 minutes of direct instruction time because the rest of life is play and they're just learning through living life with you and helping with chores and doing errands and going outside. So if you think of it that way, it's not an eight to three job where you're totally teaching six kids at once. It doesn't need to look like that. And so, 
you know, if you're keeping all this in mind, you can be all there and not try to multitask because you'll know that after you do a little bit of homeschooling with the kids and you're able to focus on each one and help them each individually, maybe do stuff together, then everyone's able to move on and work on other things during the day, including your housekeeping, your homemaking, maybe work on the side. So these are just some of the structures but they're really flexible structures that enable you to balance all your responsibilities because you're not trying to do homemaking and homeschooling and working and trying to fit that all in at the same time. That's crazy. And you're going to go crazy. So if you keep all these things in mind, you will be able to balance these things better. And it's not really a balance. Like I'm doing everything at once and I'm balancing, you know, I'm balancing three plates on my hand at once. It's really focusing on one thing at a time so that you can do it really well and then not feel guilty when you move on to the next thing. I think that's the difference. We use the word balance, like we're doing multiple things at once and that's not actually the best way to do it. You will be more overwhelmed trying to do it that way. Now, another thing to mention here is that your curriculum choices are going to make a big difference here. If you're constantly spending six hours a day trying to get all your kids through all your subjects and everyone needs to do 50 workbook pages a day, I don't know. If it's clunky and you've got to pull out everyone's teacher manuals to see what they have to do each day, maybe your curriculum isn't very user-friendly. Maybe it's not written for a homeschool market and you need to pick something that's more open and go. So that's another component to look at if you're really struggling with being able to focus on homeschooling, having it not take all day, having it not be stressful for everyone, maybe figure out a different curriculum choice. That might be where your issue is. Okay. So saying all these things, I said, I started by saying wherever you are, be all there, focus on that one thing. So then you can turn your focus to the next thing. Once your homeschooling is complete for the day. And this is known as time blocking. If you tune in to episode 170, which I did a while ago with Kara Harvey from Purpose Driven Mom, we had a really jam-packed episode, so many strategies for you to pick up and use from that episode. It was realistic time management strategies for busy moms because it has to be realistic. It has to be something you can actually do. And Kara likes to talk a lot about time blocking. And this is what I'm saying. Don't try to do three things at once and multitask. Actually focus on homeschooling maybe in the morning. Maybe morning school is what you do. And you're also able to be a little flexible depending on the ages of your kids. Do a little work in the kitchen while your kids are working at the table. Help them as needed. Get them complete and be done for the day. And then in the afternoon, you can, the kids are obviously can go play, do hobbies, whatever. Maybe older kids, high schoolers are still be working. But remember, they're really independent by now. And then you're able to do housework. You're able to focus on a job on the side. Maybe you work from home. Maybe you need a babysitter and you go out and actually work at a job in the afternoons. I don't know. Whatever it is that you do, you're able to do it because you've focused and you've blocked out time for everything that's important to you. And so I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty here. This episode is just meant to give you some inspiration of like, okay, what are some solutions to my time crunch overwhelm that I feel every day? But I'm telling you, my episode with Kara was so full of good tidbits that you can totally put into practice right away. So check out episode 170. But that that whole aspect of time blocking, I think is really helpful because you're assigning 
blocks of time to focus on your priorities and you're not feeling guilty when you're not focusing on other priorities during that time, right? You don't have that, oh, I'm doing homeschool, but I really should be, you know, decluttering the baby's room and the baby clothes and I have to move the clothes on or whatever it is that you're dealing with, right? You don't have to feel overwhelmed because you know you've blocked out a time to do that. That makes more sense. And you can focus on one thing at a time. I think a lot of the overwhelm comes when we're trying to focus on too many things. Too many things are hanging over our heads and we haven't given them their proper time in the schedule in the weekly calendar. So definitely learn about time blocking if you haven't already. And I think that's going to be really helpful for a lot of you. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And then um, I wanted to mention on episode 144, we had a great chat with Jen McKinnon. She's an actual working outside the home homeschool mom. And she explains all her really great strategies for how she's able to keep homeschooling, even though she actually has an out of the house job. So for those of you who think, wow, how could I ever do this? Jen does it and she has very helpful ideas for you. So definitely check out the episode we did with her back on 144. So let me give two practical examples for how we've implemented different schedules and different seasons of life in homeschooling and how we've balanced, you know, homeschooling with housework slash work slash family life and whatever. So I guess I recently came across one of the Christmas letters we had sent to my parents. I don't know. Let's see when I had a kindergartner and a first grader. So... I mean, this would have been 13-ish years ago or something like that. And um, I get, because I forget things. And then I noticed I wrote this in the Christmas letter and I was like, oh, that's how I did it back then. I couldn't remember what we exactly did. But back then, when so I would have had a first grader and a kindergartner and then a toddler and a baby. So how did we do school back then? And how did we balance everything? Well, instead of morning time, we basically did morning school where we did individual stuff at the table. So this is where I helped my kindergartner and first grader with math, language arts, and spelling, because those are the main things they had to do, you know, each on their own level. And we all just sat there and I helped them. No problem. Then we break to play and eat lunch. And then when baby went down for a nap, we'd sit on the couch and do afternoon school, which is like the group subjects, science, history, read aloud, Bible, foreign language. I mean, our toddler joined in. It was fine. And, you know, if that's too much, you could loop through a few each day so that your littles can go play sooner because, of course, they're ready to go play. And that's great. And I loved how much time my kids could just play, have free play when they were growing up because we were homeschooling. You know, you could say after lunch, we're going to do one thing every day. We might do a read aloud. And then the next day we'll do a little science book, you know, from the library about seeds or whatever. And then the next day we'll do um, our hit little history lesson and I put something on the timeline. I mean, it can be very simple. And that's an easy way not to go crazy. And then you let the kids go play and then you're free to work on housework or take a little nap yourself while the baby's still sleeping. 
but we had such a nice, gentle rhythm back when all the kids were little that it didn't feel overwhelming to homeschool them at all. In fact, it would have felt more overwhelming to get them all out of the house, have lunches packed and have them dress properly to go to school each day. So it really wasn't a problem at all. But that's what it looked like when I had a, a lot of little kids and babies. Then, um, you know, in another whole season of homeschooling life, you know, 10 years later or so, um, well, by now it's like, 15, 16 years later or so. Yeah, I guess that's about right. You know, what does it look like for us now? Well, as the kids get older, I already said they're going to be more independent. But if we do need to uh, work together on anything, if I need to help anyone, especially my elementary student, that is our morning school. I still use the morning time to focus on homeschooling. And I realized during that time, I'm not going to be working on my podcast or I'm not going to be um, working on something else that needs my attention, I'm going to be all there so I can make sure everyone has a successful start to the homeschool day. Then, you know, by lunchtime, my elementary student is done. My high schoolers still have to work, but they're pretty independent. And then I can focus on doing the things I need to do either around the house or with my online businesses or whatever I'm working on at the moment. So I feel like I have plenty of time to get everything done that's a priority. And that's kind of how we do it. So there's plenty of time as long as you're time blocking and focusing on what needs to be the priority at that specific block of time. One last recommendation is for you to do a time audit. If you've never done that before and you want to learn more about this process, definitely check out the book 168 Hours. You have more time than you think. This was written by Laura Vanderkam. And it's not about homeschooling specifically, but she talks about how instead of thinking about our time as you know, days of the week, we have 24 hours and then we have another 24 and then another 24. Instead of thinking at it about it that way and really divide it up, think about your week as 168 hours and to Put in there, how much time do you need to sleep? How much time, okay, as a homeschooling mom, put in their homeschooling, put in their errands, put in their, um, you know, whatever other priorities you have. And you're actually going to be surprised at how much time you really do have. And that will help you get into time blocking and being able to prioritize your, um, your, homeschool life and then your family stuff and then your work, being able to prioritize it in a way that fits you and your family so that you're not overwhelmed and you're not feeling like life is just going crazy, but you're able to be more efficient, more productive, and of course, more confident and joyful in your homeschooling. So don't forget to head on over to the show notes to get more information about these ideas. The show notes are at 41more.com forward slash 221. Thanks for joining us today. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.